Guess what, y'all? Your boy is now sponsored. So before we get started, let me pay these bills real quick. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Hey, yo, that boy the truth. Trust me. Trust me. Lee knows. Hello. This is a prepaid debit call from... It's me. An inmate at the Virginia Department of Corrections, Notaway Correctional and Work Center. To accept this call, press zero. To refuse this call, hang up or press one. To prevent calls from this facility, press nine. This call is from a correction facility and is subject to monitoring and recording. Thank you for using GTL. Yo, what up, what up? Look, look, this is Lee Knows Podcast. I am your host, L. Gregory. What's going on, everybody? It's another beautiful Monday, and today is a special episode. And it's actually a part two of uh, an episode I did a while back. This is Yazway part two, 49 and a half years. And it's representing my cousin, Yahana Ibn Hafiz, who has been incarcerated with a sentence for 49 and a half years. He has already done 22 years, and I got him back to tell his side of the story a little more in depth. So without further ado, let me introduce my cousin, Yahana Ibn Hafiz. Uh, what's going on, cuzzo? What's going on, family? How are you? Everything. Everything's amazing. You already know that. How you been? Yeah, I've been doing all right, man. Hanging in here, you know? So, so, you know, let's just jump right into it. Because the first, the first episode, everybody heard and was like, I need to know more. I want to know more. <laughs> so I was, I was like, you know what? Yes. And, and, I, and I spoke to you and I was like, do you want to do more? And you said, you know what? I th- think it's time for me to tell my story. Yes. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. What was your actual sentence? My actual sentence was I get from zero to 45 years. I had a first degree and a second degree. And for the second degree, they gave me 40 years to spend all but 15 on my first degree, I got life suspended all but 30. So I made it 45. Then I had four and a half for assault on the CO. So that makes it 49 and a half years total. So 49 and a half years. So what age did you go in? 19. So if you could do the math, everybody. He went in when he was 19. He's been in for 22 straight. No days off. So, so take me... Take me through a typical day. How, like, what is a typical day for you? Well, a typical day for me, I have, I have a job. I do inside ground, so I, I go out and, you know, snore up that shovel. There's grass growing. I cut grass, take out garbage. I mean, that's like how my morning's going through right there. Then at, like, 12, 12 p.m., I come out, you know, I try to work out, try to get a little exercise in, you know, get my music in, you know. Um, kick it with my, my, my homeboys and everything, you know, build, stuff like that. At night, I like to, you know, read and watch my little shows, things, things of that nature. All right, so if you could turn back time and change things, would you? Of course I would, because now, after growing, growing up in here all these years, I realize we are all God's children, and, and we are God's children. Why would I want to hurt? My brother or sister, you know what I mean? So with that, with that mindset I got now, of course I'll go back in and do things differently because the way we was raised, we was raised to move different. We didn't know no better. So now that we know, yeah, I would do things very differently. 
Okay, so tell me about both cases. Your, your first case was... Okay, the first case, it was uh, a dispute between two individuals, and I wasn't a part of the dispute. And they're going at it, and the, one of the guys that wasn't from my area, and one was. So having a dispute, or whatever they having a dispute over, and the guy that wasn't from my neighborhood pulled out a gun. They didn't shoot the guy from my neighborhood. So I pulled out and shot him and basically saving a life. But in Virginia, they don't look at it as self-defense or anything like that. They look at it as something malicious. So I said I ended up getting a second degree with that case. And, so, and with that first case, what was going through your mind at the time when that happened? Oh, uh, man. I was hoping that it doesn't get ugly pretty much. Like, I'm like, I hope it don't get no further. I hope it's just, it's just verbal and that's that. They can talk it out. That's what I was hoping for. You know what I mean? I wasn't hoping for nobody to get hurt or wasn't eager to do anything to nobody. I was just hoping everything was good. But it wasn't. And once I seen the pull a fire on, I just reacted, you know? So. Yeah. Um, well, being where we're from, that's, that's, that's how we're raised. We're raised, yes. to always, we're raised to always be ready. Always be ready. And, and that's... It's easily been, been me or anybody else that was out there standing around. It's 100% true. That's what I explain to anybody who I get to talk to about, you know, where we're from. Like, it's, it's, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there. And, and either eating at the table or you're on the menu, pretty much. So, the second case. We were charged for what with the second case? The second case was first-degree murder. And totally different case. And that was... It was a broad daylight case, so it got a lot of attention. And... I got I got shot a couple of days prior, and by me getting shot, you get shot at a young age, and you're paranoid. So now you try to protect yourself, make sure nothing gets close to you, so you won't get harmed again. And and when you view people from uh, an area where this person was from, and they're the ones that uh, came out with you with that aggression, I get shot. You're paranoid. You, you react. You don't want to get shot again. You know what I mean? So. And things, things pulled, people pulled up, and things got out of hand. For one, um, I'm nervous. I'm still in the sling from two days ago. You know what I mean? You know, so, and things got out of hand out there. So you, so uh, you, you had a, you had your arm in the sling. Yes. And so, of course, you're on high alert. Of course, you're on high alert. And you said somebody pulled up with the gun out already? Nah, he didn't have no gun out. Pulled up with a couple of other guys, and it's not a lot, a lot of verbal, verbal assault, and I didn't know how to take that. Just two days prior, I got shot, so maybe I jumped the gun. You know what I'm saying, but you I didn't want to. You didn't want to take any chances. Yes, didn't want to take no chances. I got, I, I survived the first time. Who survived the second time? You know. True. True indeed. So. That was pretty much your mindset. You were on strictly survival. Yes, survival mode. So you caught the two cases. You get your time. What have you been doing while you've been inside? Man, I've been a lot, man. I was young, came in at 19, so I didn't have an education. So I had to get my, my, my GED. It's the first and foremost thing I got. I got my GED. Congrats. I took classes, you know, anger management, uh, substance abuse, breaking barriers custodial maintenance, advanced custodial maintenance, 
And then me and my um, brother, Sean Brown Bay, uh, developed a program, a mentorship called the PEP Life Systems. And the PEP is ac- acronym for Purpose, Education, and Perseverance. That's dope. And yeah, so we try to, you know, save the next generation, you know. We came here young and we've done things that, you know, people frown upon us on. So we try to do things to help the future. And that's what it's all about, Cuzzo. That's what it's all about because we have to protect the future. And the only way we do that is by letting them know what is out there and what could happen if they make the incorrect choices. So I applaud, I applaud you, I applaud you and your boy Sean on that. Thank you. And, so and, um, yeah, well, I say so. What else? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm trying to get that off the ground. I want that to. That's the main thing I want to do. I want to get this off the ground from in here, being incarcerated out in the streets. Because once you see this manual, you'll understand that it works both ways. And also, I'm trying to get from behind these walls. So I'm trying to put in for a pardon, put in for a pardon, and, uh, and implement everything I learned in here and bring it out there. Because the best, the best education is hands-on, if from a distance, you know? I agree. I mean, you've already been in there 22 years straight. There's no off days. You don't have, you know, PTO where you could take time off and come back. You've been in 22 years. That's, that is a life sentence. <laughs> so I, 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 I hope and pray that you get that pardon to get out here and, and help teach those to make, make that right choice. Yes. Yes. We have to. Man. We have to. It says it takes a village to raise a child. You know what I mean, so it's hard, to, you know, from for us to be a part of that village from in here. Very true. We're the best ones to teach. We've been through it. I mean, I agree. Different aspects of life. I I I agree. So I believe you said um I don't want I don't want you to miss over it. So I want to remind you, you are uh, a part of a brotherhood. You are more. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. More science temple. America. So so let's touch on that. Yes. Yeah, I've been I've been uh, following the teachers of Noble Joe Ali since 2017. He's one of my greatest teachers, and the man been deceased since the 1920s, and he taught me so much. Him, Marcus Garvey, Malcolm X, just to name a few brothers. But yeah, I've been I've been I've been um, practicing this uh, Islamism now as the years to come. And I applaud you on that, man. That that's. And that's why, you know, I, I make sure that we always keep contact because I know that, I just feel it, that you know that what you've been through and what you've seen and what you've done is not the person you are now. You want to change the world so bad and, and stop the next from doing the same thing that you did or going through the same thing that you've been through. Yes, that's definitely uh, the way right there. It's not said, I'm trying to prevent same mistakes that I made and brothers that, that came in here with me from the young generation doing it now. It's getting out of hand. We don't just have the, the young the young uh, generation wild in. We also have a pandemic. It's, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy out here. So I can only imagine. I can only imagine go through a pandemic inside. I can only imagine. Oh, man. Yo, just, just, just being in here and viewing and, and what's going on, it's bananas. Like, you got to walk around a mask inside, inside the prison walls, you know. And I caught COVID in the cell by myself, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you you, like, were, you like, were by yourself? 
by myself and caught COVID. That's <laughs> crazy. Put me in this in a cell that somebody had COVID came out two days prior. Oh wow! Yeah. So and when I when I went in there, I'm cleaning up and everything, end up catching it because it still lingers. It's airborne. You know? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I survived it. Know how to uh, you know protect myself, man. So I'm hearing what you did, you know, and 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 I hear the steps you're taking to make the right choices from now on because you know you can't turn back the hands of time and undo what has been done the only thing you can do is make the correct choices from now on to make sure that it never happens again and that those behind you that are coming up doesn't make the same mistake so what is it exactly because i hear i hear i hear what you want to do in your big dreams but when you get out because i'm gonna put i'm gonna put it out there in the air when you when you get out what is it what is like the first thing you want to do when you get out uh, the first thing I want to do is get a nice shower, first of all. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, being in here, taking showers and flip-flops, you know, for all these years, you I definitely want a hot, nice shower. But <laughs> after that, though, I really want to um, make a difference because when you come in here at a young age and you uh done things that you're not really proud of, I want to be able to get out there and do things that I can redeem myself from what I've done, you know, and help. And by doing that, I want to be more in tune with the youth. And so that's what I want to do. I want to be more in tune with the youth. I got a lot of nieces and nephews, and they, you know, they, they next up. So I have to start with them first and, and then go to the rest of the world, you know what I mean? Man, that's big, man. I mean... And, and I want to... By, by doing that, I want to... Um, Bring this program to life. Open up some doors. This program to life out there. If I want to do this cut youth mentorship program, definitely do that. Oh, I keep saying that because it's something big. I know that it's gonna make a difference. So let's 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 bring it to light one more time. Tell me exactly, and everybody else who's listening, what the program is called. It's called the Pep Youth Mentorship Program. The Pep is an acronym for Purpose, Education, and Perseverance. And with that right there, it helps in, in every area where we uh, help help uh, kids try to fill out job applications, help them try to start businesses, help them have a different different way of thinking, uh, different way of speaking, being being around different a different energy. Because when you come up in the uh, in the ghetto, you surround people with the same mentality, and you don't know nothing better. Cause that's all you know. That's, that's all you're around. Be here to show you in different ways to think, better ways that can help you be successful. So let me ask you, if you can help someone right now on their journey to becoming successful, what would you tell them? Ah, good question. I would tell them to study themselves because it takes a lot to learn yourself. It took me this whole bid to learn who I am and what my purpose is. So once you study yourself, Life would be much easier, I would say that. And that is 100% accurate, man. Yo, that is so true. Because it took me all these years to learn who I actually am. And it finally makes sense when our parents used to say, if I knew then what I know now, it actually makes sense. We are our own worst enemy. We, We can't control the actions of others, but we can control our reaction to their actions. 
And sometimes it takes a long time for an individual to learn that. So I want to applaud you, Cuzzo, for, for growing inside, for finding your strength. Not only that, for finding your voice to be able to speak on what you did and what you've been through and what you've learned. Because you cannot learn without failing. And sometimes when you fail, the learning process can be a long time. So once again, Cuzzo, I appreciate you. I know you got to go, so, so thank you. Thank you. So is there anyone that you want to shout out real quick? Yeah, I want to shout out to my family that been around with me for all these years. They're struggling. Especially you. You was always there, cousin. Appreciate you. And shout out to all my moors out there. I send my Islams to every temple. Yeah, I appreciate you too, man. Uh, you, you're still the worst cousin, though. <laughs> I'm the runner-up. You still got that, uh, that, that war right there. <laughs> <laughs> Stay safe, stay focused, cuz Always, always. Trust me. Lee knows. That boy is good. Mm-hmm.